Well, it's it's always good to pray. You know, I I had um, um, a real directive of the Lord to pray with with you about families. I knew only that. I knew only that, and I started um, just uh, even on my own. I started praying for families um, uh, in our hotel room. I was just praying for families. Because they are so important to God, and the Lord put that on my ver- on my heart from Acts the third chapter about um, that the heavens will retain him until everything is is restored. Talking about Jesus, and we all want Jesus to come, don't we? And we believe He's coming, uh, but we're a part of the roadworks to prepare a way for the Lord to come. We can actually hasten His return. And there's something for us to do, and part of those roadworks are to bring high things down low things up and to make crooked things straight and rough places smooth and so that the glory of the Lord is revealed. And that seems amazing and wonderful in itself, but what practically does that look like? What is it that we're going for? Well, it's multifaceted, but one thing that is revealed in the ministry of John the Baptist is, um, is some family action there. And family is very important to God. It's really important to God. Anything that is dear to God is uh, hideous to the devil and is targeted by the devil. And so uh, the work of the enemy from the very beginning in the, the crash of the fall of man, it fractured uh, it fractured man, it fractured woman, it fractured marriage, and it fractured family. And so, in Christ, these things are redeemed. Everything that God meant to reflect of himself through manhood, that gender, is redeemed in Christ. Everything that God in, uh, intended to reflect of himself, he's invisible, women are visible, reflect of himself, and it was fractured in the fall, is redeemed in Christ. Uh, his idea, the picture of Christ in the church to be reflected through husband and wife is redeemed in Christ. Hallelujah. And also family, the picture of the father and his family. Uh, the devil never wanted that picture to be clear in the earth. And so he fractured family. It is not all right for us as the church to be all right with fractured dysfunctional family. That is in Adam. You and I are in Christ. That means we bring our families in Christ. Hallelujah. Let's just thank God that we're in Christ. Amen. If any man be in Christ, we are new creatures. Old things passed away. Behold, everything became new. Everything. That means everything. So sometimes we run rabbit trails in the things that became new. That means, you know, we're new creatures in Christ. We're new spiritually. But and also, praise the Lord, we, we believe that redemption included something other than just the recreation of our spirit that allows us to go to heaven, but live like hell while we're here on the earth. 
I don't reckon so. We're new creatures in Christ. Redemption also affects our minds and it affects our bodies. We get the first fruits of redemption, which is the healing of our bodies. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that we're healed? But a lot of times we'll run rabbit trails in those redemptive realities and not realize the total redemption, the profound impact of redemption. Everything that went amok in Adam got fixed in Christ. If you can identify something crooked in Christ, it can be straightened up. There are some things that only in this dispensation can be straightened up. You and I in the next dispensation, there will be in that dispensation no marriage or given in marriage. <clears throat> so if marriage is going to be what God intended for it to be, it's got to happen in this dispensation. Let that just soak just a little bit. If God had an, a something so sacred and holy that he attaches, he attaches the very identity of Christ and the church to marriage. It is so holy. Let me tell you what. We're having it right. Jesus is coming soon. And the Holy Spirit is on task to make sure marriage is right. Before Jesus comes. Okay, let's just thank God that marriage is right in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. And, and also then we, we, we prayed for, for families last night. Now that's all I had is to pray for families. When we got to praying then, he, he looked, uh, there was a, just like a spotlight that fell on fatherhood. For families to be right, then the very, the very honored role that shares the name of Father God, the only, the only other creature in all of God's creation that shares a name of God is Father. I just thought it was so interesting. I had no, no plan at all. To, play, to pray for fathers or for fatherhood. But the Holy Spirit insisted. He's going to have this right. He's going to have it right in our homes. He's going to have it right in our churches. And, and the, the human mind just begs, you know, begs the question, well, what if... That, you know, this father is unhonorable. This, on, this father isn't honorable. This one didn't do honorable. Th it has nothing to do with the way that we pray. We go straight up. We don't get our inspiration from personal experience. We're getting our inspiration and the unction of the Holy Ghost to pray from God. And so I love that we were singing, he's perfect in all of his ways. Uh, we don't line up on crooked. We line up on perfect. Amen. We line up on straight. And woo, I just love how the, how the Lord worked in that. That that will and is supposed to stay in you now until you 
come face to face with Jesus. I just declare over that seed of truth and that assignment in the spirit towards prayer that uh, that seed will just germinate and continue to grow and 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 grow. And the way that we hold fatherhood in our, the way that we talk, the way that we live, the way that we think, the way that we pray will, um, will be actually dispensers of the will of God here on earth. Praise the name of the Lord. Can we just, um, can we just pray in the Holy Ghost for maybe a couple minutes over it? Just water it. Just water that seed right now. Great is the Lord. Greatly to be praised. Holy is your name. Holy is your fatherhood. And we bow our knee unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Father from whom all fatherhood takes its title and derives its name. We bow our knee. We honor the Father. Amen. We honor fatherhood. Hallelujah. And you know what? Um, so maybe tonight, I don't know, maybe we'll be interactive. We'll just talk a little bit, pray a little bit, talk a little bit, pray a little Are you okay to just stop and go any which way? Um, uh, Psalms, if we can just go to Psalm 62 just real quick. I want you to look at this. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had the Lord just put an, a verse on your heart. And you didn't know what it was. He'll just tell you to go to some place in the Bible. I don't know if you've ever had that happen. Or if you accidentally flop and stop someplace and it just is the word of the Lord to you. This one here, uh, I just got it in my heart. Psalm 62. And I didn't know what was in it. I couldn't remember what was in it or anything. But I did find this is very interesting. Um... And it says here, my soul, does it, somebody have the NLT Bible? You do? Do you have that up? Can you do, can, you can, can I get that out? <laughs> 62. Uh, go ahead and, and uh, just start with verse 1. 62 and verse 1 uh, in the NLT translation. I love this. All right. I'll keep going. Victory comes from him. Verse 2. He alone is my rock, my salvation, my fortress. Go to, uh, go to verse 7. He alone is... Oh, my victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. I saw something so interesting when I, because I was just worshiping the Lord and just receiving from him, just drinking from him. And uh, <clears throat> when he gave me this verse and I, uh, this portion of scripture, and I looked at verse seven and I saw that honor comes from God. 
when you receive honor from God and you receive it liberally, you're able to give it even to people who do not deserve it. There are some people who deserve honor. But when you receive in abundance honor from God, you in freely receiving, like Matthew the 10th chapter in verse 8 says, when you freely receive, you're able to freely give. Does God give us things because we deserve it? Huh? Let me ask that again. Is there anyone in here deserved the grace of God? No. No. But sometimes we expect people in our lives to deserve things. To change before they deserve honor. God does things different. He honors people before they deserve it. (laughs) And that honor enables them to stand up and be honorable. When you receive honor from God, you're able to give honor to people. Praise God. So we honor our president, we honor, we honor our leaders, we honor our fathers, we honor other people in authority. We give honor. Why? Because God gives us honor. When we withhold honor and make people, make people do right before we give them honor, we're completely out of kilter with the whole family way of operating in the family of God. It's totally out of Christ. It's not in Christ at all. Do you get that? We're in Christ. But the key is, if you're not receiving it, you won't give it. Or if you're receiving just a dab, you'll only give a dab. The way that you feel God is to you will be the way... That you give then to other people. I love what you said tonight. When you know and you're receiving the love that God has for you. You don't just dribble a little bit of love here and there. And then run out before the day is over. When you're receiving. You're so loved by God. You can afford to love people that aren't even lovely. Don't even deserve it. It's the way he loves us. So you know what? We love the same way. People that don't deserve it, we just love them. Yeah, but they, but they, they don't do this. They don't do, yeah, and what do we do for him? Are we always perfect with him? And does he ever shut off the love? Never. And so you know what? If we're shutting off the love, it's because we're not receiving love. I'm, this isn't about you better love more. No, just go and receive more because when you receive love, you can give it. You don't have to hoard what you know is coming in. Praise the name of the Lord. Honor. Praise the Lord. Okay, well, let's go on to what we're going to look at tonight. And um, I'd like you to look in a very familiar portion of Scripture. This is where we're going to pray tonight this what we looked at has a bit to do with it uh, already but uh, let's pray dear heavenly father thank you so much for your word we love it we look in it expectantly we look in it reverently it teaches us 
It teaches us, it literally gives us as we drink it, not just casually glance over it, but as we, as we drink it in. Second Peter says that we literally take in the divine nature. We're able to eat or partake of your divine nature through your word. So, oh God, help us to take it in. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Okay, Ephesians, the first chapter in verse 3. <clears throat> it's kind of along the same line. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Say, has blessed us. Has Let's do it again. Has blessed Let's do it about three times more. Has blessed us. Has blessed us has blessed us okay he has blessed us and then he's blessed us uh, because he doesn't have too much so he has to he has to ration it out it actually is not so is it he is infinitely good and infinitely wonderful and he has blessed us with Every. So can we just say every about three times? Every, every, every. And then it says spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. All right. And now first Peter, uh, excuse me, second Peter. If you'll look at second Peter and uh, look at the first chapter, we made reference to this. But it says that he's given to us in verse four, uh, Second Peter 1 and verse 4, given to us exceeding great and precious promises that through these we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. If back up to verse 2, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus Christ our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain, his divine power has given have you seen, do you see that again? Has it has given. Can we say that? Has given. All things that pertain, not just to godliness, but also to life and godliness. So every spiritual blessing in heavenly places does not just affect us only spiritually. Everything that affects our spirit then, because out of your spirit comes all the issues of life. So every issue of life is blessed and is funded and is watered by every spiritual blessing. Did I say, did you get that? Every area of life is watered by every spiritual blessing. Isn't that amazing? And I'm going to just hook on to what, what you said, because that's where I was going tonight. You were already preaching on it. Because here's the deal. We have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. But and unless we access those, we'll live a life that looks like we're not blessed at all. Yeah. And that, that Ephesians, the first chapter in verse 3 isn't even in the Bible and we'll live beggarly but we have been blessed 
Now, if you'll just look here in um, Hebrews, go to Hebrews 11. There's a really um, a shocking verse here that has been challenging me in my own personal life, in my own personal devotions. This has been, in a good way, bugging me. <laughs> Have you ever had one of those verses of Scripture? And... Um, if you'll look at that in, in, in the NLT as well, could you please put that one up? Uh, Hebrews 11 and verse 39. Now, Hebrews 11, you know, is a compilation of a lot of testimonies of people in the Old Testament who did exploits by faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So God talked to all, to all of these people and they did amazing things by faith. All right. Here it comes to the end of the chapter. And this is one of the things that it says about everybody who's preceded um, uh, in these testimonies. Okay. And all these people, look at this verse in NLT. All these people earned a good reputation because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. Do you see why that bugs me? In this chapter, we have Joshua. We have Moses. We have Abraham. We have the three Hebrew children. We have all kinds of amazing people who did some of the most astounding things in the Old Testament. And it says none of them received all that God had promised them. Let me ask you a question. What would a human look like that received all that God promised? Yeah. There is. We actually have a prototype of this. There is a man who received everything that God had promised. And John, the first chapter, says about him, of his fullness have we all received. Hallelujah. He was full of grace and truth and because he was so full of his fullness. Not just a little verse of, you know, he grabbed onto something and ooh, he believed God in this area and got a, a victory. And, and that was 20 years ago. And he's been coming, you know, he's been, you know, no, of his fullness. I love that. John 1, of his fullness have we all received. I tell you what, if you're not full, only a few people can receive from you. And a lot of times it will have enough to be able to give out to the, some essential connections throughout the day. You know, that have to. And a lot of times what happens is we come home a little bit flat and a little bit empty. And the people that are in our own house get the dribble. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes there isn't even any dribble coming out. By the time you get home, you're saying, gimme, gimme, gimme. But if you're full of his fullness, have we all received there was no one, even think about Jesus, think about him when, uh, when his cousin got beheaded and, you know, it, it affected him. And God made sure that Jesus lived a full life and was affected with all things that affect us. And his, his brother, or I mean, his cousin got beheaded and, and it was so gross. 
of a whole scenario of how it even happened with this girl doing this dance and and it mesmerizing you know her stepfather and he says well I'll do anything you want me to do and she gets advice from her mom and she said get John the Baptist head he's bugging me because he says what we're doing is wrong it was just so nasty it was just so gross and so Jesus is wanting to be alone and he, he gets away, pulls away. It's the only time we really see that, you know, that he's, re- because of situation, he's, he's wanting to be alone. Another time when he saw his disciples were a little flat, he said, let's all retire, let's get away. But this one, he wanted to be alone. He got there, and there was a heap of people there, and he ends up healing them all. Well, the only way that you can constantly be full is if you're constantly and perpetually taking in. That's just the way it is. So I love this. It says says that, uh, if you can put that one back up again, and let's just be challenged with that. You might want to put that up on your refrigerator. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. Let me just, uh, let's just get the challenge of the Holy Spirit. Why don't we receive a bit, at least a bit more than what we have before? Amen. And I like that word received. How, how did God give that to you today? Well, just what grace provides, faith possesses. And that was what Keith said, what but grace, even what you said. What grace gives, uh, faith receives. Faith receives. What grace gives, faith receives. And that uses, this verse of scripture uses that same word. It, 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 it's, it's coming down to us. Look at here in, Gen, in uh, James. James, the first chapter. One. In verse 17. And I, I don't know, can you guys get up? Can you, is it here or up here? It's up. up here. It's up. Can you do message? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, you'll love this verse of scripture in the message Bible. Sure. All you gotta do is call. And so uh, it says, as they pull it up, every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are rivers. Say rivers. rivers. Close your eyes. Close your eyes and see it. The gifts coming out of God are rivers. Can you picture that? Rivers. Not squirts. Rivers. Okay, now look at this again. The rivers of, they're rivers of light cascading. So that gives a picture of a waterfall, hey? Cascading down from the Father of light, there is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. So if every spiritual blessing is coming down from the Father of lights, every single, every single um, blessing, every single uh, blessing in heavenly places is cascading down to us, uh, that gives a picture of a perpetual giving. It, there is a perpetual giving. Well, if your life isn't a picture of that, then, you, then we're not receiving it. <laughs> so I believe God is challenging us to receive bigger. Receive big, bigger. 
Because if we receive bigger, guess what? We're able then to what? Give bigger. Giving bigger is never difficult if you're receiving big. You're receiving love, you're able to give it. You're receiving forgiveness, you're able to give it. You, you forgive even as God in Christ, for Christ's sake, forgave you. So you receive it, you give it. Everything comes this way. You receive these blessings, you give it. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, where this has to do with prayer is, is it, it, uh, it so puts God as the orchestrator of what gets prayed. Now, it is always right, because the Bible says so, for us to bring requests to him, uh, cares to him, concerns. We give those to him. Uh, and we see that from Philippians, the fourth chapter. Uh, uh, do not worry or fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your requests be made known unto God. And so we can bring our requests based upon uh, different things that are happening to him, uh, happening to us and around us here on the earth. But what happens when we start receiving more and more the blessings that start coming down? Guys, um, if you'll go in your Bible to Revelation, Revelation, and uh, let's pick up verse or chapter 1. And if you'll notice verse 8. He says, I am Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. The Almighty. Now go down to verse 11. I'm Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. Uh, what you see right in the book. Keep on going back down. Keep on going down to uh, verse, the second half of verse um, 17. It says, but he laid his right hand on me and said to me, do not be afraid. I am first and last. I am he who lives and was dead. Behold, I'm ever alive forever more. All right. So here he is saying the same thing over and over. If you'll go then in your Bible to chapter, um, if you'll go to chapter 21. Let's go, uh, if you will go on to um, chapter 22. I think we'll not, we'll not look at this. Chapter 22. And look at what it says here. In verse 12, behold, I'm coming quickly and my reward is with me to give everyone according to his word. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Yes. And um, yeah, that's as much as we're going to look. So, so we see there's actually six times in the book of Revelation, but four, we looked at four times when he said, I'm... Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who was and the God who is and the one who is to come. If he is that and you were saying, I just love what you were saying. That was just, that just worked. Have faith in God or have faith in love. So we receive love. Whatever God is, his, lot, his nature is what you receive, is what's cascading down through his word, through the Holy Spirit. 
that Jesus said we can come and drink. Well, what is God? More than anything that Jesus ever said about himself, listen, more than anything he ever said about himself, and he said a lot of things about himself. He disclosed a lot of things about himself, that he's bread, he's a shepherd, he's a light, he's, he's what else? He's the door. He's the resurrection and life. The light, huh? He's the bread, huh? Good shepherd. And so he's, uh, and there were other things, especially in John. He revealed things of who I am. But nothing he repeated except this. And when he repeated, he repeated it over and over again. Do you reckon he did it because he just forgot what he said? No. <laughs> he was old by then. <laughs> he forgot what he said and he said it again. No. If he said it again... He said it again for emphasis. If he said it yet again, he said it for even further emphasis. In the same way, when you hammer a long nail and you strike it again and again and again, it's not just because um, you forgot you hit it before. You're driving home a fact. I am, be, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the one who is, the one who was, or the one was and is and is to come. And he said it again and again and again. When you are receiving these blessings that come from heavenly places that we are blessed with, oh, God, help me to say it. One of the greatest things you drink is not just healing for your physical, although that's a blessing. Yeah. It's Him. Yes, yes. In the same way you said, love is Him. You can receive the love of God, but when you receive the love of God, you're receiving Him. Yeah. His nature, everything He is. Well, when you're receiving Him, you're receiving the God who was and is and is to come all the plans that are to happen all the things that are already ordained in God things that this country is yet to accomplish not just for the glory of this country but for the purposes of God those are in God it already is those things are it's a part of God. It's a part of his plan. He'd love for somebody to be hungry enough, thirsty enough for him to drink. Not just report to him what's happening on the earth, but he's got what is to come. Receive it and pray it. Pray it into the earth. Does that make sense? How can we do it? He's given us the ability through other tongues. To receive not only the God who already, you know, did the, the whole Bible in the Old Testament and the great things it was. And um, also in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and Acts. Uh, he is also the God that is there. He is. Aren't you glad he is? 
And he is to come. This is what I see. We've been praying real skinny. Real skinny prayers. And a lot's happened with skinny prayers. Imagine what could happen with fatter prayers. (laughs) With wider prayers. Receiving, receiving just a little bit. A lot of times what God has had to do, has, has had to do, is with prayers that have been fixated, with the prayer not even looking at him. Not even looking at him. Fixating on what needs prayed for. Oh, grabashambarabara gorobosombre dele. Oh, garamoshelele. And that's why a lot of times we're like, oh, because of what we're looking at. No, yeah, and we're looking at it. I'm not saying it's wrong to never look, and it's not wrong to ever just cry out to God, because a lot of times that's. That is, uh, that has been a provocation to him. And we cry out to God. It's in the word. The Bible is full of it. But the picture of prayer that Jesus models with his life wide open is a bit different. It's completely in union with God. And it it is not Old Testament praying. Jesus didn't model Old Testament praying that had a problem. And and I was just reading, um, you know, I was reading about the dedication of Solomon's temple. Remember? And, um, And Solomon, after everything was dedicated, then he kneeled and he raised his hands to the Lord. And he said, when any enemies... You know, when we're ever attacked or we, we do bad things and our enemies attack us, but we look towards your temple, then, you know, hear us. And as we pray, in anywhere where we're scattered out, in any place of the earth, if, if we'll look towards your temple. And, uh, and so sometimes in New Testament and believers, we're, we're responding to situations with the with the attitude of Old Testament, God, when actually God has enthroned Himself right here and expresses Himself, we don't look to the temple. We are the temple. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Oh my! <laughs> the Holy Ghost who is the water of God himself but you have to receive him receive those blessings by faith receive it by faith receive it praise God in the same way a riverbed receives what's coming down and gives what's out doesn't even whinge about it giving out because it just knows perpetual something's coming in so it can perpetually give. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My, my, my. 
There have been people that have touched into it, like Smith Wigglesworth. Remember, he said, "I don't, I, I don't pray any longer than ten minutes." Yeah. And then he followed it up with, "And I don't go any longer than ten minutes between prayers." Yeah. It's just ah. So, praise the name of the Lord. What I've sensed in my heart is the Holy Ghost is preparing people with these truths that you and I have, are not unfamiliar with. These have been some, some of our tracks. You know, we've, we've, we've grazed in Ephesians 1 a lot. But... Um, Receiving these spiritual blessings, I think we, he's challenging us to do it. Not just know the verse. And we're the people that believe that God has already blessed us. Well, then, what are we doing about that? Going to have to receive it. Let's do receive it. One of the greatest blessings we are receiving is God himself. Now, when you have the God who was and is and is to come within your prayer life, you can pray anywhere. You can pray backwards. You can pray forward. You can pray whatever is happening in the earth right now that you don't even know is happening in the earth right now. He's the God who is. And he reveals whatever needs to be revealed. Hallelujah. This isn't even hard. You can pray anywhere, anywhere in the world that God needs prayer through this right now. Hallelujah. Blessing it will. So let's just do it, shall we? Praise the name of the Lord. I remember when I was a Ramah student. No, it was the year after. Um, and uh, Roy Hicks came. Did Roy Hicks come our yeah. year? Yeah, he did. Then yeah. this would have happened our yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, he had us pray in different languages. Yeah. That, was so wild for me. that was so radical for me, too. I was almost scared to do it. Me, too. I thought, can you do that? Can you even do that? But I just, like, like Pentecostally... Because the charismatics were doing it. They were jumping in and playing in it. <laughs> but, you know, we, we were the tried and true. Old time Pentecost. So I was like, hmm. But I, I still know where I was in the auditorium when I started, started praying. <laughs> it was like getting filled in the Holy Ghost all over again. But I so prayed around the world that way. Guys? Really? <laughs> Guys, there's some supernatural things. I know it. That he has positioned. This is what he put in my heart when I first arrived out here. He has positioned churches out here you in this company. Mm-hmm. He's positioned us strategically mm-hmm. for the purposes, great purposes. One of the purposes has to do with spirit-directed prayer. Holy Spirit-directed 
prayer, precision praying. You know, like special ops don't have to bomb a whole area because they have equipment that enables them to look precisely at where things need to be. The Holy Spirit can be real precise if we learn to flow with him really good. Oh, let's do this. Hallelujah. Just stand on your feet. We'll sit back down in just a jiffy. Let's stand back up on our, on our feet. And let's just uh, lift your hands up like a, a funnel. Don't be a straw. Don't be a straw. Be a funnel. <laughs> Don't challenge God to get something in there. Be big, wide open, wide open. Open your mouth wide and he'll fill it. Open your mouth now and let's just drink in. Oh, to prophesy. Oh, in that water you will see what is to come. And you'll prophesy. Prophesy. And call things that be not as though they already are. Because in him they already are. For the Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. <laughs> Keep your eyes closed. This is interesting. While we're praying, I'm thinking that right, right comes part of this cascade of light that's coming down is Jeremiah 29:11. The thoughts and the plans that I have to you, says the Lord. About you, says the Lord. <laughs> They're good. Let's just drink some of God's thoughts about you. Some plans that he has for you. No, 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 not, not, not praying about what uh, is happening right now in your life. Receive the thoughts and plans of God that he's got for you. Amen. Go ahead and open your mouth wide and receive those thoughts and plans. 
It's good. It's good. It's bigger than what you've ever thought. The thoughts that God has. The plans that he has. Oh, such a receiving. Such a receiving. More, more and more and more. <laughs> ah, now that, that, that water will make you happy. That is happy water. <laughs> Yeah, you're liking that. Yeah, <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Precious. Receiving the end of our faith. Receiving, receiving the end. The way things are going to end for your family. The way things are going to end for your children. Receive the end. How does it end? How does this story end? No, no, no. We receive the end. Yeah. How, how does this situation end? We don't leave it up to fate. We receive it from God. We receive the end. He said, I am the beginning and the end. My end is in him. My life is in him. I receive my good ending. Let's receive our good endings. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah, we receive a happy ending. <laughs> how does this how does this end? It ends good. How does this end? We we receive it. We receive it. And it brings it. It brings it. Hallelujah. Now, the more you receive it, the more you'll begin to see it. And when you see it, you can say it in your understanding. And that saying it will be the declaring, the prophesying of it. You'll call things that be not as though they already are. And it will come into being. It will bring things that are in God, in his purpose and in his plan, in his heart into being and into manifestation and reality in your life. Hallelujah. How, how much work is this? 
This is not work. This is receiving an end. Hallelujah. He finished a work, and that's why he said in Hebrews, the fourth chapter, and because he did, he rested. He rested. Everything is finished. All his plans and purposes concerning our, li his, our lives are finished in him, but they still must be received by us. <laughs> so we enter into his rest. We believe that you've done a good work in planning. Do you believe he's planned well for you? For your family, for your children, for your future. He's planned well. Oh, and so oh, we, can, we can relax and receive. We're not even defensive. Oh, because we know that in receiving, we're receiving all your goodness. Oh my, thank you, Jesus. Is that sweet or what? Now, I want you just even to take a seat, but don't, don't change your heart. Because I want you to just practice this. You're driving to work. You're driving to work. You could be fixating on on what's happening at work or something that's happening at home. You could be fixating on it. And, 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 it, and it starts wrenching you and it starts causing you to be distressed. What you can do right then, close your eyes. You can't close your eyes when you're driving. But you can close your eyes right now. And you can look away from that thing and look to that cascade of rivers of light that are coming down from the Father of Light and just go to drinking as fast as you can. You'll never be able to drink the whole waterfall as it comes, but you can sure give it a go if you open a mouth and start just start drinking that divine light of good that's coming down from Him. Every single day at Psalms, the 68th chapter, let me see if I wrote that down, Psalm 68 and verse 19, you look at it says in, ver, in uh, the New King James. If you look at that, yeah, every every day he loads us. He loads us with benefits. Every day, every day he's loading us with benefits. Hallelujah! Now let let me just tell you. Not only is he loading you with benefits for you. This is amazing, guys, because Hebrews, the fourth chapter, said that you can come boldly to the what? The throne of grace. You know, Solomon's throne was called the throne of judgment. It was a stupendous throne. It was an amazing, beautiful throne. But it was actually called the throne of judgment. We're not told to come to the throne of judgment. Aren't you glad? <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. We come to the throne of grace. Where we get things we don't deserve. Come to the throne of grace. Where you can receive. Receive. What's the first thing that we can do? Receive mercy. We receive mercy. And that's one of those spiritual blessings is mercy. Mercy. There's healing mercies, there's forgiving mercies, receive mercy. 
And we find grace to help in the time of need. Yeah. We find all yeah. kinds of graces. You know what he told me the other day when I was coming and I was receiving? He said, you know, you can come and receive mercy for yourself. Because that's what I was doing. And I was finding grace to help where I needed it. He said, but once you become a conduit of God, you can receive mercy for other people. <laughs> you can receive mercy for a nation. You can receive mercy for a community. You can receive, you can receive mercy. Receive mercy. And you can find grace to help. Not just you personally. It is not all just about us. Not in the New Testament. Not when Jesus is our model. It never was about Jesus when he was here on the earth. I mean, he didn't just live for, oh, I got a victory. I got a victory today, Lord. <laughs> not, not when you're hooked up to that much infinite goodness. It never is about you. You become a conduit to bless other people. Yeah, yeah Jesus was probably hungry that day. He was probably hungry. He was probably hungry and he was thinking, I bet they're hungry too. See if, you know, have him sit down. Okay, we don't have food. <laughs> and then they had food. And he ate, I'm sure, too. But it's never private. It's bigger. It's bigger. Do we like that? Do we like to live big? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you're driving to work and you could fixate on something else. And all the, and, and, it, and it makes you think tiny. You poke. You're thinking about that person. You're thinking about that thing. Ooh. And it makes you squint. And it makes your, your, your muscles constrict. And your, your shoulders constrict. And everything pulls in. And you're just, ooh. You just in a wad. As a choice, you can go. Go do right now, right now. Blandando. <laughs> Good, good, I'm drinking good. Hallelujah, I'm drinking of your goodness, I'm drinking of your faithfulness. Hallelujah, I'm partaking of all your goodness, your mercies, all your wisdom to me. And it's more than enough for me, it's more than enough. I've got abundance to give. You never see a river, you never see a river grabbing the water and say, I need some. I need, I, I, I need. Why? Because it's going so fast. It just keeps it wet. Doesn't it? Thank you, Jesus. His wisdom coming through you. Wouldn't it be nice to have the right words for people? Uh, and you didn't have to struggle at it. And sometimes the right words were no words. Thank God you shut your mouth that time when you shouldn't, when you should have shut it. You actually did. 
Praise the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And then you just praise him, you praise him, you love him, you love him. He is so good. Hallelujah. I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. I worship you, oh Prince of And you start receiving that peace when you say that. That is what I want to do. I give you praise for you are my right, just my right standing with God. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. So you know what else comes in that water? All those sweet things of God. But every blessing in spiritual bless in spiritual places. Also authority. So this is all sweet and gooey and all this wonderful thing. Just kindness, honor, love. Knowing that God is for you so that nobody can be against you. So you, you just walk in confidence. It makes you, makes you confident. But it's not because anything about you is different. It's just <laughs> you just drank his confidence. Yeah. It really doesn't matter who's against you. It's like, <laughs> bless him. Because <laughs> you're not looking for anything from anybody because you're already full supply. Hallelujah. And people, you know, have an issue and it's just, oh, you don't do that with your hands to people. But, <laughs> but spiritually speaking, you know, because you've got it coming in, it isn't like you don't like me. Okay, I don't like you. You don't. I'm pulling in. I'm pulling. Oh, when you're full supply, you're just like this. And God will send you cranky people. He'll send them right your way. Because you don't need a hug. You've been hugged. And you're just free to just give. Just give. Hallelujah, let's just worship him. And as we do, let's just keep receiving his love, goodness, his kindness, his mercy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But also what comes down through there is the same, in the same water comes authority too. The same thing that makes you just relax also makes you strong. Yeah. How, how can that be? Think about it. Jesus wasn't just mighty. The only thing that he, other people were saying he was mighty. 
What Jesus said about himself is that he was meek. So Jesus was the meekest man. Before then was Moses. Jesus was the meekest man. And yet in that meekness, he was the most powerful man. He was meek enough to know he needed to receive constantly. And it made him constantly strong. Constantly in a receiving mode. Because you're humble enough to be in a receiving mode. That you're never the one that's trying to straighten things out. You're always in a place where I'm receiving help from God. Makes you strong. In crooked things, he'll also show you crooked things. But it's, it's not with your muscle. It's with him. It's being united to the vine. You, you come to know experientially that without him, not just because it's in the Bible, without him you can do nothing, but with him you do, you'll do all kinds of things. Everything that Jesus did, you'll do. And you'll, you will see the footprints of the devil and you'll take authority over it. But not because you do it out of principle. But you do it out of unction. Do you see the difference? It works to do it out of principle. You heard it. You you do it because it's in the Bible. And you do it and you do the word. Let me tell you. That's great. But what Jesus modeled was actually being in union with the Father. And as the word. He operated by the Spirit. Yes. That's the Word and the Spirit. Uh-huh. Praise the Lord. You get that? Yeah. Yeah. You take authority not just by principle. Yes. And we can. You can take authority just by principle. Just because it's in the Bible, you can do it. But this is something that Jesus modeled. Yeah. How, how, how about we, we go for everything that Jesus died to give us? He died to make us one with, with him so that we function the way he functioned. And it was in constant response to heaven. And Jesus was often taking authority over the enemy. Not demon chasing. No. It was just in his path. Yeah. Whenever he saw it, he fixed it. Yeah. It was just an easy flow. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. You guys get it? Because right here in this, this, um, this um, rest of this chapter, and we won't take time to go there. We're going to stand up and, and it, we're going to just sing just a bit. Whatever God puts on your heart to sing. <clears throat> Aren't you glad he gives you stuff? And um, I am. <laughs> and, uh, but here in Ephesians, the first chapter, that prayer, he, he prayed that we would know the greatness of his power. Has anyone known the greatness of his power? I've, I've, my spirit's been transformed by it. I've been born again by it. But I only know a fraction. I've experientially known a fraction of the power that raised Christ from the dead. Because the power that raised Christ from the dead is the greatest power that was ever exerted by God. Okay. Hallelujah. 
No, we're not to do any other thing. I'm checking in my heart if he wants us to do anything. He wants us doing this. So he takes control of our prayer in a new way. Dad, in, in prayer school years ago, when uh, he, each year he would do prayer school for the first, usually, couple months. And then he would stop doing it, and he would, you know, but he would always start it off. And where he would start it off, and the Lord's been reminding me this, is John 15, verse 7. And Dad Hagen never had a problem with repeating the same verses. And having them be like, um, like, uh, what, whatever you call them, a golden text. Now we're going to go to our golden text. And you're thinking, ooh, we're going to come and get a new revelation and build on what was given before and take us on to all kind of great and great and things. We're going back to the golden text today. And we'd go back to the same verses of Scripture. The next year, surely we'll go on to greener pastures in God. <laughs> But no, every single year, the beginning of the year, we had a golden text. And we would go to John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will, and it shall be done. And he would say this, the reason why you will ask what you will is it because it will be his will. Yeah. This abiding. Paul practiced it. That's why he said, I pray in tongues more than anybody. It's one of the ways to just keep you. Mm. Hallelujah. If you can go ahead and go to the piano. And let's just, um, it's just, it's not hard. It's just uh, receiving. Back again. Let's do it again. Katie Batrosko. Not hard, but mighty things will happen. Mighty things will transpire. Supernatural events and happenings. Hallelujah. Through your life, through your life, opened wide to him will come a conduit will become a conduit for divine grace and divine interventions ha ha and as he steers your temple as he causes you to walk in a direction and as he causes you to look in a certain direction in that direction then this great flow can be directed your life directed by him your feet literally directed by him your eyes literally directed by him through through the Holy Spirit united with him bringing him on every scene that you are in hallelujah I want you just to see rivers flowing in your house where it's been parched and in your job place. Thank you, Jesus. In 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 our in our community. Thank you, Jesus. Rivers flowing in this country. Rivers, divine rivers of grace flowing in this country.
praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's sing. There is a river where goodness flows. There is a fountain that drowns sorrow. There is an ocean deeper than fear. The tide is rising, rising. There is a current stirring deep inside. It's overflowing from the heart of God. The flood of heaven crashing over us.
And don't be satisfied <laughs> sitting on the bank and watching others having a good time in the river. <laughs> Or don't be satisfied playing in the kiddie pool. Or just getting your little toes wet. <laughs> Come alive in the river. Jump in the river. Dive in the river. <laughs> Get in the river. And let the river get in you. That's it. <laughs> get in the river. Yeah. And let the river get in you. Ha ha. Doesn't my word say when the prophet was encouraged to get out on in to the river. That same river. The Bible says wherever the river went, whatever touched the river lived yes. oh life life in the river yes the life of god is meant to flow in and flow out yes <laughs> get in the river 
Let the river get in you. We're God's water boys. <laughs> Carrying the living water to hurting, dying, sighing humanity. Oh, <laughs> can we just lift our hands one more time and take in a big old drink? <laughs> oh, hallelujah. eyes closed I just heard this concerning the churches that are represented here (laughs) there is a future there is a future Mm. there is a future and the thoughts of God will take you from where you are now and move you along. There will be some things that you leave, you leave behind as the current of God carries you onward and upward into all he has ordained. And the same faith that laid hold of the beginning. That faith is to lay hold of the end. (laughs) Let go and receive the end. There'll be some changes. It's a future. There is a future. And it's already ordained in him. It's already established in him. It's perfect. Receive it. Trust it. Trust the changes that it activates. For it will loosen things that have been stuck. Things that have been heavy will become buoyant. Easy, easily moved. Ha, ha, get it, The changes will make a way for what he has prepared for you. And so he prepares you for what he has prepared for you. And he's given you the spirit, not the spirit of this world, but the spirit so that you can know what you have freely received of him. What eye has not seen, what ear has not heard, but what has been 
prepared for you because you love him and because he has set his love upon you. Receive the future. Hallelujah. Can we just do that? Kede bakara bastono. Amen. It's good. It's good. It's good. We're not even afraid of it. Look up from the place where you now stand. Look out. Look up. Look up. Look up. And receive what he has prepared. Thank you, Jesus. Say this. I receive, Lord. <laughs> By faith, I receive everything you have for me. And everything you want to give through me. In Jesus' name. Rabidista. Amen. Amen. All righty. That was all. Kedidista. Just don't want to leave. <laughs> his presence. Isn't it awesome that we don't have to leave his presence? We can just keep drinking. Receive it. Can we just lift our hands one more time? It's just so sweet. Jesus. We look unto you, Lord. Hmm. We acknowledge you in all of our ways. We bless you. There's at least one person here. You've just been, like Patsy was saying, just almost straining to try to get the direction that you know you need in your life. You've gotten your answer tonight. Just behold him. Drink in of him. Direction. Direction. Answers are in me, says the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I know we have a lot of different folks here tonight, too. And if, if you are here and you've not ever been filled with the Holy Spirit, oh, my, we need him. How we need him in this day and in this hour. If you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you can either just come down to the front now or, or whatever, and we're, we'll pray with you. 
If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, then let's all lift our hands and just exercise our wonderful prayer language in worship to Him. Hallelujah. We just sing in the Spirit. Shabbat Nothing like your presence. Nothing like your presence. Thank you for refreshing your people, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for manifesting yourself in these services. Thank you for helping us to go higher. Hallelujah. To drink deeper of the things of the Spirit. To drink in of you. And thank you, Father, for this wonderful refreshing that has happened in your presence. And Lord, I just pray as your people go their ways tonight. That this wonderful saturation of your Spirit would just rest upon us. Thank you, Lord. We're changed. Changed by your presence. Glory to glory. Amen.